A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in human beings, who seeks his strength in flesh, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a barren bush in the desert that enjoys no change of season, but stands in a lava waste, a salt and empty earth. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out its roots to the stream. It fears not the heat when it comes. Its leaves stay green. In the year of drought, it shows no distress, but still bears fruit. More torturous than all else is a human heart, beyond remedy. Who can understand it? I, the Lord alone, probe the mind and test the heart to reward everyone according to his ways, according to the merit of his deeds. I'm 
Dominus Fobiscum. Jesus said to the Pharisees, there was a rich man who dressed in purple garments and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried, and from the netherworld where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, My child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But now he is comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you, a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours. He said, Then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, Oh no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Then Abraham said, if they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. Verbum Domini. The rich man's problem in the parable 
was not that he did something evil. He did not kick out Lazarus out of his gate. He did not run him over with a car. He did not stab him to death at his gate. It was none of those evil deeds. His problem was that he did not do a thing. His problem was that he did not even notice this man who was there desperately needing serious help. Perhaps he noticed once, but he decided to block his peripheral view from noticing the fact that he was there by his gate every single day. Do you wonder why our dear Lord Jesus and the church often challenge us to give alms to the poor or those in need? When we consider the rich man's huge neglect, we understand the importance of helping the poor and helping those in need. One of the scripture commentaries describe even the richness of this man who neglected Lazarus. He said every phrase that described the rich man adds something to the luxury in which he lived. He was clothed in purple and fine linen. And that is the description of the robes of the high priest. And such robes are not cheap. They're very expensive. He feasted in luxury every day. And the word used for feasting is the word that is used for a gourmet feeding on exotic and costly dishes. It's like going to a Roots Chris Steakhouse every day where I guess they say that it's the best USDA prime steak is served, seasoning hot and other exceptional food and wine being served. And it costs like 200 a plate or more. And you get a little dinky little steak, $200 or more. Not that I've gone there every day, but the rich man was doing it every day. Poor Lazarus could not even eat the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. In that time, there were not no knives, forks, or napkins, or the like. Food was eaten commonly with hands. And in very wealthy houses, the hands were cleansed by wiping them on large pieces of bread, and then they threw the bread away. And that was what Lazarus was waiting for. 
the bread that was used to wipe the rich man's hands. But he never got one of those from the rich man. And poor Lazarus, he was so weak that he couldn't even tell the dogs to go away. And Lent is certainly a special time to be aware of our neighbors and their needs. Lent is certainly time not just for prayer and fasting or self-denials. Almsgiving should be part of our Lenten disciplines. Unfortunately, we failed at times like the rich man in the gospel. We failed to notice those around us. We don't even greet those around us like in the old days. Now with our phones, we get worse in that area. Or perhaps we may want to greet people and ready to do it, but they're so in their little world with their earbuds that they can't even hear us or acknowledge that we try to communicate with them. It's like they can't be bothered because they can't even hear you just say, saying little hello. They would be so engrossed texting people while walking that they have no clue who's around them. And sadly, sometimes we do this ourselves too. We're in our own little worlds, just like the rich man was in his own little world, that he failed to notice the need of Lazarus and actually do something about it. This is our, our society's lifestyle, unfortunately, today, which is so isolate, isolated and, and individualistic, and yet we are relational people. We relate to one another. We are brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. Some people just need someone's greeting or even strangers' greeting to affirm them and encourage them in their lives. Some people just need that basic knowledge that they're loved and cared for and attended and heard. There was a young man in a subway train. Young man looks strong, looks a bit rough, and he was rather crazy in his behavior once he got into the train, start screaming, start yelling, have this angry look. People just start moving away from his section or further away from his section. People were obviously scared of him because they didn't want to get hurt by him. Looks like he was about to hit everybody. And he was standing, he wasn't sitting down, he was standing just holding that bar in the train. And a simple old lady, she didn't go away as the others go away. 
but she stayed there. She stayed in her seat, which is really near this young man, watching what happened, observing what happened. The simple old lady near him just grabbed one of his hands. Just grabbed one of his hands and held it tightly. And the young man didn't try to pull his hand away from, from her hand, but actually responded to her and even squeezed her hand. And shortly, tears came flowing down on his cheek. And he actually started to weep, started to cry. The simple elderly woman was a mother. She was a grandmother. And this man who had acted crazily never knew his mother's love. He never knew his mother's love. Sometimes the Lazarus around us is like this young man who never knew that people, you know, that he is lovable. The request that the rich man made after this life to Abraham about sending somebody, send somebody to, to warn my family. This request, in reality, was answered. It was, an, it was not answered then, but it was, it was answered in our Lord Jesus Christ. He was asking to send Lazarus from the dead in order to let his family know not to make the same mistake that he did, not doing anything, negligence, omission, great omission. And Jesus Christ has been risen from the dead to let us know that there is eternal life. There is eternal life, there is life after death, and whatever we do on earth would have consequences in eternity. And finally, Jesus Christ is the true rich man. He's the true rich man who's ever and always attentive to the poor humanity. He never neglects in providing mankind's needs, beginning with salvation. We may think that he's slow in his timing. He's always slow in his timing, but his timing is always perfect. He's never a second too late. He feeds mankind with truth. He feeds mankind with love. I mean, he died for you and me. How much love is that? He died for you and me. If you never think, oh, nobody loved me. Look at the cross. He loves you. He feeds mankind with love, with goodness, with grace. 
that helps us here on earth to journey to our heavenly homeland. And we are like poor Lazarus. We are like poor Lazarus. We are poor that Christ has to enrich us with his grace. You know, Lazarus was too weak, as I mentioned, too weak to tell the dogs to go away. We are like Lazarus that we are too weak to even tell the devil to go away. We need Christ to do it for us. And thanks be to God for the Lord Jesus. Thanks be to God for the Lord Jesus, the true rich man from heaven. He truly is the rich God-man who feeds us and provides for us in this life and for the next. May he continue to care for us all, and may we always be grateful, be grateful for all he's done for us, and may we, in response, show our gratitude to our Lord by not neglecting our own Lazarus in this world. Let us 